Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Elizabeth Kipp. And Elizabeth is a health facilitator specializing in stress and chronic pain management, addiction recovery, meditation, and yoga. She's a best-selling author, certified kundalini yoga teacher, EFT tapping practitioner, and ancestral clearing practitioner focused on helping people actualize their inherent healing. Elizabeth holds a plant science BS degree from the University of Delaware. Elizabeth is a longtime seeker of truths spanning both the spiritual and scientific worlds. In 1982, Elizabeth's professional career ended because of a structural weakness in her lower spine. She spent the next 31 years pursuing a way to stabilize her spine and found freedom from persistent pain. Her deep connection to the spiritual world supported her through abuse as a child, multiple surgeries, decades of prescribed medications, addiction, and a long search for modalities that would help her heal. Elizabeth works to help others achieve the same healing for themselves. My next guest is Elizabeth Kipp, and she's if she's able to heal from her betrayal, you can too. Elizabeth is going to share the link between emotional pain and chronic physical pain. You'll see how that low back pain and other things you're struggling with may just be tied to an unhealed hurt. Here's Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. So today I have Elizabeth Kipp with me, and we're going to be talking about healing from the chronic pain and anxiety from betrayal. So we have a lot to discuss. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi there. How are you, Debbie? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. So I'm just I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation because, you know, so often we're walking around in chronic pain or we're anxious and we don't necessarily tie it back to uh, mm. it could be a betrayal that happened so long ago. So I'm just so fascinated by that tie. Let's explore that a little bit. Beautiful. Uh, let's start with the definition of chronic pain. <clears throat> chronic pain is any pain that's felt physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, psychological, it doesn't matter to the brain. It all sends a signal, it hurts. So any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more is chronic. The uh, the National Institutes of Health estimates that 25% of all Americans across the board, age, socioeconomically, are in chronic pain. WHO estimates a fifth of the world population. Wow. That's a lot of people walking around in pain. It's a, it's a silent, uh, it's a silent epidemic. Um, So uh, how that hooks into betrayal is that's an emotional kind of pain. Mm -hmm. And we, um, we have an event in our life where someone betrays us and just based on my own experience, uh, I had a family member uh, try and kill me um, many, many years ago, and I and I've done a lot of work around uh, clearing the all the. There was a lot around that. <laughs> uh, first of all, I I'm so sorry. So t- when you say clearing that, because that will change you on many levels, I'm sure. What kind of healing did you do to heal from something like that? Uh, well, first of all, I had to admit that it happened. Uh, one of the things that uh, that actually happened as a result of that episode was um, the family just swept the whole thing under the cover um, under the rug, and I began to question. I was only fourteen. I began to question my own sanity. 
So now hold on. So something as big as that, they tried to sweep it under the rug. And how, how, how did anybody, how did they pull that off? By not talking about it. And did you bring it up? Did you, did you? I, um, I didn't, I was traumatized and, um, I was surprised that the people kind of in charge, uh, that was their reaction. You know, they didn't know any better and I, and I get that, but I'm just saying for me, I, it kind of kept me frozen in shock for a, a really long time. And, uh, Anyway, I, um, but hold on, but I I don't want to rush past that because I, I, you know, with betrayal, there are so many different ways we move through it. There's, you know, there's, there's flee and, and freeze. And it sounds like freeze was, was the response. And it was, I guess, just a survival technique for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then what, but, and I guess over time, did you start, how did you justify it or, or in your head? What, what were you saying to in your own 14-year-old mind, move forward from something like that? Um, well, I had a lot of issues around worthiness. Mm. So um, I uh, really, uh, at that time, I, I'm uh, six, I'm be 65 early in January. So um, in those days, um, you know, it was easy for me to and turn to pot, mm. other you know, recreational drugs, to uh, get away right to escape and and in a 14 i mean a 14 year old may be insecure and questioning their worth on a good day so here here you are trying to manage something so enormous did you did you were you able to do you have any support around you or were you able to speak to anybody about what had happened no i uh it wasn't until many many years later um that i even brought it up and I, I have to just also say there was a huge amount of shame around it mm. that something like that would happen in my family. And um, um, there was a ditch, there was alcoholism mm-hmm. surrounded it. And um, so there was just a lot of looking away. And that's what the culture did. That's the way I was. That's the way the culture that I grew up in was operated. Right. Uh, and you know what? And this may be uh, a little more extreme than, than some other betrayals that, that many people may be familiar with, but you know, there's something similar about that shame, that lack of support, the fear of judgment, uh, protecting the betrayer on, on some level, because we just, I don't even know why it's this protective thing at our own expense. So it sounds like you were doing all of that, this of young 14-year-old. So, okay, so then you, you you did whatever you felt you needed to do back uh, those years. How did you slowly come out of it, though? Oh, I, um, I, uh, I had, actually, I, I was a chronic pain patient. Uh, I had a, mm-hmm. I, that same year, I had a back accident, and, and I, I, I broke my back. I had surgery later for that, and <clears throat> many, many years later, and, uh, and I never really healed from it. And I ended up um, on a lot of pain medication and anti-anxiety medication. And I ended up going to treatment to get off that medication. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went into a pain management group. And this was so interesting to me. Here I'm a scientist and I understood that my back was sore. Mm-hmm. I got that. But I didn't know anything about the psychological realm. I had not had training in that. Mm-hmm. 
thing in plant science and biochemistry and <laughs> neurophysiology, right. And, right? Nothing in psychology really other than child psych. And um, when I went into this pain management program, um, we cleared the drugs. We detox, detoxed, they detoxed me off the drugs. Um, and that cleared some of my pain, but I, and then I had had some pain left and it turned out that this was a big piece of it. And how did you know that what was left over your physical pain, what was left over with that physical pain was psychological, was due to this no, emotional, we tremendous worked, emotional pain? We, we worked through it. You know, we, I actually had a chance to speak about it. Um, part of the problem with my, part of the challenge with my detox was that that memory kept coming back and replaying and replaying and replaying and, and I couldn't stop it. And so I really literally had to go to my uh, doctor and counselor and say, you know what, I'm, please help me with this, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, was, I was at what you might call a sacred bottom where I'd had enough and I cried for help and, uh, and I got it. So I was, I was grateful. And I also learned at that time that physical pain, uh, emotional pain can journal over into physical pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As I said earlier, it's all the same to the brain. If it hurts, right. it hurts. And I remember the first time I heard that, it was from uh, Dr. Candace Pert. Molecules of emotion. And the, I thought my head was going to fly off my body when I, I learned that what stress does and what that link does and how it how it affects us on so many levels. So now I imagine, too, with those with that many years of trying to uh, manage this amount of emotional pain you know, of course you're going to, it's going it, to, it, it's almost like you try to stuff yourself into a pair of pants that's too tight. It's, it's got to go somewhere. So it, mm. it was looking for a place to go. And when you finally gave it that release, it just kept coming out. The um, interesting thing about chronic pain and our reaction to betrayal is the pain, the suffering, is that it creates chaos in the brain. And as I said, it doesn't really matter the, what the pain is, it's all the same. So if you get this chronic situation in the brain, it gets chaotic up there. And we have a negative mind anyway that keeps us in survival. Mm -hmm. When we see something new, our first reaction is no. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we have a, then the frontal part of the brain comes in and, and, and mediates that. But the back brain, the primitive brain makes that no. Mm -hmm. So in chronic pain, that no becomes dominant. Mm -hmm. they, you can actually see the amygdala, that back brain, bigger in chronic pain patients. It's just more reactive. Um, so uh, we also get this um, negative feedback loop, which is this downward spiral. So, and oftentimes we turn that into ourselves. So we're not just mad at another person. We're mad. We internalize that more. Right? Tell, so, okay, so walk me through that process. And I just want to um, just take that a, a step further, what you were talking about uh, with the negativity bias, right? It, where something we have, we're prone to the negative. And, and th we were born this way, and this is for our survival, like, the easiest example that I've that I remember learning was let's say there's a stick. It's in our best interest to think it may be a snake 
right? Because if it's a snake and we think it's a stick, we could die. But if it's if it's a stick and we think it's a snake, whatever I just said, the other way, <laughs> we're always better off assuming that just for our survival, there could be danger and then we can find out, no, it's not. So it's it's there to protect us. But tell, tell us, dive into that a little bit more. So when you say you understand the, the, the pain, and then we take it on as our own. What, what makes that switch right there? Well, I, I, I would say judgment, uh, what we're making it mean. Um, and, um, and I, and I, I'll just sense into the moment for a minute and, and give you an example of how it works in my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Somebody did something to me that threatened my life that someone I loved or I thought loved me. And uh, so I'm like, oh, I did something wrong. And uh, and I even remember in that moment, uh, at, the, at that point, it, because it was so extreme, I even remember saying, um, go ahead. I'm Obviously, I'm not worth it. Right? Be uh, <laughs> alive. Right? That. Yeah. Right? And... Um, and, and so I survived it. And then I'm like, well, she was, she wasn't well, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I protect, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not that I'm putting a bad thing on this person. Mm-hmm. It's more like I did something wrong. I deserved it. I, this, I think it's very, um, it's very, it's, it's, it's a lot of like ego. Um, it's, it's like a child who's uh, who's thinking the I all the time. It's my fault. I did it. You know, everything kind of the egocentric personality that that gets this negative spin. So there's this bias in that direction. And um, and it takes um, it for me, it's taken meditation and ancestral clearing, which I can share with your listeners today a little bit of. Um and um, uh, com- uh, really deepening a compassion, uh, forgiveness, and for, ca- for, for uh, compassion practice too. Yeah. So let's let's go there. So here. So now, you you have this experience. You uh, you protect your betrayer. You take it personally. You take it on as you know, your own, it becomes a worthiness issue for you. And then we repeat it enough times and we start believing our own stuff. Mm -hmm. So then you, it sounds like you found some people who really were able to, to help you and support you in, in uh, reframing this maybe and redefining it. So bring us out of it now. So now you're, you're getting the support you need and it's maybe not at least, at least it's not going down that negative spiral spiral anymore. Now it stops. And tell us what makes it go into the upward spiral. Well, first of all, I'm, I mentioned the chaos in the brain, mm-hmm. that chronic pain brings. So the first thing we have to do is quiet the mind. We have to bring some, some quiet. And the, the fastest way to bring quiet to the mind is through meditation. Mm-hmm. It's a time when the brain actually gets to rest. And when it gets to rest, it gets to heal it rests more in meditation than it does when we sleep. Mm. So meditation just, I, I just don't have enough good things to say about it. And I'm so grateful for all the uh, thermography and all the films that we can do on meditators now so we understand what's happening there. Mm-hmm. And is so, there a type of meditation that's more effective than another with this type of trauma? You know, I think anything to quiet the mind 
is fine. I mean, when they brought in Qigong, they brought in mindfulness, they brought in, I, I already was doing yoga. Um, anything that brings you into the present moment and helps you stay there and you're dropping out of uh, being attached to all these thoughts and you're just dropping into the breath in the body. Anything that does that is going to help. Okay. And so you started meditating and you, what, what changes did you notice? I noticed um, more peace and ease Mm -hmm. in my, um, I I had meditated for many years, but this was different because I wasn't on medication for one thing, Mm -hmm. much stronger when you're on medication. And um, I also- So so by getting off the medication, you were saying you had more clarity? Is that what you- Yeah, much, yeah, because the medication itself is adding to the chaos in the mind. So you kind of take that out of the equation Mm -hmm. and then- Meditation really can quiet the mind. It's very difficult when you're adding more into the mix. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we did meditation, and um, I noticed the frequency of the um, negativity that I felt was less. Mm-hmm. The intensity of it was reduced, mm-hmm. and the the uh, length of time uh, between events. Um, was uh, longer. Okay. So really, it's a perfect example of retraining the nervous system, retraining the brain to to work on a, building a new neural net is what you're Right. Doing. And it sounds like you were able to catch your breath a little bit between, let's say, those episodes of, I imagine, some real darkness. Well, I, yes. And um, I do Kundalini yoga, which is a very powerful uh, kind of yoga. And there's a lot of breath work there. So we learn in that practice how to use the breath consciously. And that has been, and of course I do a lot of breath meditation. Mm -hmm. So um, that has been really the bridge when um, that negativity starts. When I drop down into the breath, that's the bridge through. That's Mm -hmm. this beautiful bridge. If I just stay with the breath, whatever that thought pattern is in there, it'll just... If I just stay with the breath, it'll just right. disappear. So would you say Kundalini yoga is a is a good practice then for someone trying to heal from betrayal? Would that oh, be it's excellent? Okay. It's, it's, it's excellent. There's it's a it's a very powerful practice. It's not the only yoga that's helpful, mm-hmm. but it's really powerful. Because I remember at, at the time I was uh of my betrayal, there was this yoga class I was doing once a week, and it was a hot yoga class. And mm. I'll never forget it. It was just really about 15 minutes in, and I absolutely couldn't be there. I thought I was going to pass out, throw up. It was the most horrific thing. And I heard it was called a purge. I had no idea what was going on there. I don't even know how I made it home. I remember pulling over on the side of the road. I mean, I was in a really bad way. And as wonderful as yoga is, I I guess that's not the type of yoga to do when you're I'm not. Uh, I, I, I'm not here really for in in, in that capacity. However, mm. my own personal is the one yoga I would never recommend to anybody is hot yoga. Okay. Seriously, it's that, just too intense. Is it, that why? Yes, and and uh, we you you just really need to use the breath. Um. Yeah, you, you just really need to be able to use the breath when you do those movements. You just, okay. And and you don't want to move through all those movements in a short period. I just I just don't understand why they would 
why they would why it would be so intense. I, I just don't understand that. I, yeah. You're stressing the body, and you're supposed to be healing the body. So why would you? Right. Don't understand it. I, just, I, I mean, you know, it was just for me. I was doing interval training and everything else, and and I thought this was a nice calm thing to do. But my body, I guess, was uh-huh. not able to yeah. handle it at all. I had never experienced. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ever in a yoga class and and it was terrifying. Okay, so kundalini yoga then would be a, a safer practice as, as far as healing from betrayal. What what other types of so meditation, uh yoga, what else? Uh oh, we also did qigong. That's mm-hmm. also beautifully clearing. It's it's great at clearing negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hold so much of this stuff in the body. A tai chi is good. Um any of these things that help us to um kind of clear the body of the things that we're holding on to and to calm the mind while we're doing it. You, 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 th- these are the things we want to bring to the table. Mm. The only one we haven't mentioned is the ancestral clearing, and that is an interesting uh, little uh, important piece. Um, you mentioned, oh, well, we, we see a stick and we should, you know, it, it's better for us to think of a snake. Well, you know what? That's something we come into this world with because we we've been dealing with snakes for millions of years. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. We come in already understanding that that's that that's a problem. Even you can look at a kitten and they have the same reaction, right? So that's mm-hmm. something that's sitting on the gene. That's that's we come in with that, right? Um, well, we come in. That's a that would be a gift that we come in with from our ancestors. We come in with the gifts and the challenges. Mm-hmm. And some of the challenges are things like betrayal, right? So maybe maybe we had betrayal in our lineage. Mm-hmm. And here's the interesting thing that I only found out. Um, I did this work to clear all this stuff about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, in about the last three months, I actually found this story in my family. I didn't even realize it was there that... Um, this happened, the person that tried to kill me saw one of their parents try and kill Oh, me. wow. So, right, and this is, it was a thing in the, and I was like, what? Right? Yeah, yeah. So, here I'm in Ancestor Clearing, and I already, and, and, and this is in my own lineage, and I was like, it, it just, it really, um, I think it was maybe after you and I first talked about mm. this subject, that came in on it. Oh my goodness. Well, there's no, there's, there are never any accidents, right? There's really no, no accident why you're doing what you're doing. So just for those who aren't sure, what is ancestral clearings? Tell us a little bit about that. So we, we come in since, as I said, we come into the world with this, with the, with the gifts and the burdens really of our ancestors. And we've talked a little bit about those examples and ancestral clearing is a way to, um, help us um, re- re- release some of that burden. And what we do is we, we bring in uh, higher power energy to help us uh, with forgiveness. Mm. And how do we know? So let's say you, you have a, is it a session? Is it a one-time thing where someone would have their clearing? And we do, we do, um, we do one-on-one sessions. I do group sessions. Uh-huh. Um, I do them online. I do them uh, in live. I 
I just, you know, I, this is kind of like been doing it every day for five years. Oh, that's so interesting. And how, right. And how does someone feel? So let's say they have a, a lineage of all kinds of just stuff they want to clear. They come into it because they, they, do they feel that something's, uh, stuck here? Do they, do they feel like it's an ancestral thing and that's why they would go through this or they're just experiencing something and then they're thinking maybe it's a lineage issue? So we, I can, I can, uh, I, I actually, um, have a, a free prayer around betrayal that I brought in. That's an ancestral clearing prayer that I can kind of set up for the group. Oh, I would love, yeah. On the podcast, because this, uh-huh. works, this, this work works um, in the quantum field. So it, it works past, present, future. It's all the same. So uh-huh. it's effective in now. And, and what we would do is, is imagine, um, uh, imagine a betrayal in your family or in your life. Mm-hmm. And the question would be, where do you feel it in your body? Mm-hmm. That's our entry point. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel it right in my solar plexus. Mm-hmm. So we would start right there mm-hmm. and we would say, and, I, and, I, and I'll just share with you. Yes, please. This um, forgiveness prayer for relieving and releasing feelings of betrayal. Mm-hmm. Creator, infinite one, great father, holy mother, Christ, Shiva, higher power, oneness, you are known by many names and we permeate all. You are all it is. We thank you for the countless blessings you bring to us. We ask humbly for us and our ancestors through all space, time, dimensions, realms, and lifetimes. For any time we experience betrayal in thought, word, or deed, for the times we did this to others, whether knowingly or unknowingly, and for the times we betrayed ourselves, Please help us all to forgive one another and forgive ourselves, please, and thank you. For all the times promises were made to us and not kept, for the times we did this this to others, and for the times we weren't able to keep our promises to ourselves or others, for the times we weren't able to keep promises we made to you, Creator, and all we made it mean about ourselves, others, life, and you, please help us to forgive one another and to forgive ourselves, please, and thank you. For all the times we cried silently or aloud, how could you, or why, or how could you let this happen? For our feelings of powerlessness over others and over situations, for any experiences of abandonment, betrayal, and for times people just didn't come through, through for us the way we needed, please help us to forgive one another and to forgive ourselves, please and thank you. For any time we experience neglect, and for whenever we neglected others. For times we were judged, and for any time we judged others, please help us all to forgive one another and forgive ourselves. Please and thank you. For any time we turned our experiences of betrayal towards ourselves. For any time we lacked self-compassion, for self-hatred, and for self-sabotage, please help us all to forgive one another and to forgive ourselves. Please and thank you. Please help us to accept life as it shows up for us. Help us to realize its blessings. Please help us to recognize each other as teachers, as companions on our soul's evolutionary path. Help us love one another and ourselves. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Amen. Oh, Elizabeth, that's beautiful and so healing. 
I can really see how, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I felt that. And it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting because at first I just said, where, where do I feel this? And I couldn't really nail down a specific spot. Mm-hmm. And then I felt it right in my solar plexus mm-hmm. and my stomach too, mm-hmm. yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. What do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? Well, I like you to know that you can heal from chronic pain and you can certainly heal from the pain of betrayal. It's, it's, uh, um, it's not like a life sentence. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and I think, uh, I think it's, it's really important that you get help, right? If you're having trouble and you're hanging on, and I don't know how to let go and I'm feeling resistance around it, get help. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that because, you know, we have every, everybody has every right to stay stuck and you can justify it and say, but I was so wronged. And yes, that's true, but it's, it's making you sick and it's keeping you in so much besides the mental, emotional pain, it's keeping you in physical pain. So, um, wonderful. So Elizabeth, where do we learn more about you? Where do we go? Oh, I have a website at elizabeth-kip.com. And uh, you can, uh, if you go there, you can find um, all kinds of all, all kinds of social media. And um, there's some. I have a 40 days of forgiveness program that's on sale right now for twenty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 40 day forgiveness practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I do a, a, a free a 50 minute introductory ancestral clearing session for people that are interested. Oh my goodness, your your phone is going to be ringing off the hook with that one. <laughs> And we're going to have all of your information in the show notes. Uh, Elizabeth, I want to thank you so much because you, uh, first of all, just it's it's brilliant, the work that you're doing, but you are a really true example of someone uh, who is able to transform after um, adversity. And you give uh, others a beautiful, just you you do, you, you, you show them what's possible for them too. So I appreciate you and the work you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Take care. Be well. I really love that forgiveness prayer for betrayal. And as Elizabeth was reading it, I hope you took a moment to let those words sink in. If your betrayal is keeping you in physical pain, that's like getting hit twice. Your betrayal was bad enough. No reason for you to keep it lingering by being in pain. Of course, it's easy to say. As a chronic pain sufferer for years, I get it. But it's true. When you heal the emotions, the body follows. Stay in touch with Elizabeth by going to elizabeth-kip.com and we'll have her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. It doesn't matter how long it takes for you to heal as long as you begin. As Elizabeth said, it's so easy to internalize things, assume the responsibility and protect the betrayer. But what price are you paying? Are you walking around in pain? Whether it's physical, mental, or emotional, you deserve so much more than than that and, and you deserve to heal. So please get the support that you need. And let's start with a gift from me. Head over to pbtinstitute.com to receive my gift of how your biggest crisis reveals your greatest gift. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. Breakthrough.